Welcome to the Impact Podcast. I'm John Pryor. Supply chain management, boring, old tech? Well, that's debatable. But what's not debatable is that it remains a critically important part of many businesses. Effective supply chain management is one of the keys to competing in the global marketplace. Even small mistakes can easily translate into delays, missed opportunities, and lost revenue. Not surprisingly, in this age of analytics, a supply chain management revolution is being fueled by huge amounts of new data, and it's all happening in the cloud. One principle of applied analytics is to gather and leverage as much data as possible. Perhaps counterintuitive, successfully managing and optimizing a supply chain means also working with ERP data, even point-of-sale data. Full disclosure, Georgian Partners' latest investment is in Fusion Ops. In today's episode, our own Tyson Baber talks with Gary Meyer, the CEO of Fusion Ops, a provider of supply chain analytics to help companies save money, increase their revenue, and improve customer service. You'll hear about some of the changes in the supply chain management landscape, what you need to be thinking about to manage your supply chain successfully, as well as how to build a business truly steeped in analytics. So Gary, thanks for joining us today. Look, you're deep inside the world of IT for supply chain, seeing it move from a combination of ERP and EDI technologies to now being more modern cloud-based information networks. Can you talk us through what you think are some of the biggest changes in the industry and where you see the opportunity? Well, it's a good question. You know, the, um, I think the real change that's happened has been a technology change. The, uh, the advent of big data, the advent of cloud, permits uh, you know, more analysis and more capability than was available before. And a lot of companies have taken advantage of these new technologies in various parts of their companies and in, uh, in the sales side, in the marketing side, HR areas as well. And now we're seeing companies look to take advantage of these new technologies in their supply chain. And so uh, this is where we play. This is the opportunity that Fusion Ops is involved in. It's applying these new technologies, big data cloud, to the supply chain and rapidly producing insights. We call them actionable insights that customers can then take action on and see financial gain, of financial performance improvements in their companies, and also improve their responsiveness to their customers, uh, what we call service levels, improve their service levels to their customers, which makes them a more attractive uh, a company. Uh, so that's what we see uh, in terms of the, the market. Okay, so there's a lot of technology in these companies already. Let's say I'm a CIO at a large company and I've made investments in SAP or Oracle JD Edwards or other analytics and BI tools. How do you help me leverage those investments? Well, the Fusion Ops solution is, we call it the supply chain intelligence cloud. So it is the location where our customers, typically business users in the, in the operations organization, but even in the finance teams and sales teams, it's the one-stop location where they go to get information about their supply chain. And so the more data we can put into the cloud and we can integrate into the intelligence cloud, the more insights we can deliver. So all of those uh, tools that you just mentioned, whether they're ERP solutions like SAP or Oracle or JDE, or planning solutions like SAP APO or JDA or warehousing solutions, logistic solution, the more that we can bring into the cloud, uh, the more actionable information we can provide. Now, one of the things we do that's quite unique is that we don't just store data in the cloud. What we've done is we link all these different data types together into an interconnected supply chain model. 
And it's something we've been working on for many, many years. And it's uh, what it permits is the ability to not just do uh, what we call descriptive analytics, that is describe what's happening today, but also do something we call diagnostic analytics, which is to diagnose the root cause of problems. So it's not, a, it's not sufficient to say, for example, I have too much inventory or I don't have enough inventory. The real question you want to deal with is why? Why, why do I have too much inventory? Uh, did, I, did I forecast inaccurately? Uh, were the sales below what I had planned them to be? Did I plan inaccurately and build more product than I should have? Uh, what, what, what were the series of events that led to this problem? And by converting all of this, what we call siloed data that exists in companies into an interconnected model, we can then provide that kind of diagnosis and allow our customers to get to the root cause of problems and improve them. Got it. So I was reading an Accenture study that talked about the key attributes of supply chain leaders and how they make use of big data analytics. One of the key findings of the survey was that successful companies focus on executing an enterprise-wide strategy versus focusing on a narrow set of processes. Talk us through how you can help me optimize my supply chain end-to-end. You know, it starts with how do you take all kinds of different data and uh, prepare the data in such a way as to be able to see across the entire supply chain. And so what we've done is we've, we've sort of mapped out the entire supply chain, as you've mentioned, from the time I receive an order until the time I actually ship the product and receive cash back from my customer. We've mapped that whole process out. And so all the various data sources that we connect into our cloud, we map into that model. And so it makes it very easy for you to have that complete end-to-end visibility. You know, one way I like to describe this to people is that, you know, many companies today understand the value of reporting and analytics, and they've done some type of reporting in their supply chain. Uh, Perhaps they have a couple of reports or, you know, five or so metrics that they use. And I liken that to having a wall between you and your supply chain where there's just a few holes where you can kind of see through and you can kind of get a little bit of insight into what's happening. What we like to do at FusionOps is we think about just taking the whole wall down and we get to see the entire supply chain from uh, every part of it. Uh, and you know, it's remarkable what you'll find just by connecting an ERP environment into our, into our cloud uh, because there's so much data in our customers' ERP systems that isn't being effectively leveraged. Uh, another thing that we find is many companies have multiple ERP instances, probably because they've done a lot of acquisitions or maybe uh, one geography started with a separate instance. And so they never have that complete enterprise-wide view of what's going on in their entire manufacturing operation. What we do is we harmonize between these different ERP instances. And so we've had customers who have 10, 12, 13 different ERP instances, and we've harmonized them in just a short period of time. And then for the first time, they get to see across their entire organization what's going on with their business. And now they can apply metrics that perhaps they were using in one organization or one part of the company across the entirety of their organization and get the entire company operating at peak performance. Okay, so data warehousing, reporting, and analytics aren't new for supply chain, are they? After all, companies have invested a lot of money in these types of projects over the years. Is there something that has changed here that gets us beyond basic reporting and BI? I can't tell you how many companies we've talked to when we go into and we say, you know, we've got this you know, large library of hundreds of pre-built metrics and KPIs across the entire 
end-to-end supply chain from procurement to to warehousing, inventory, uh, quality, production planning, and so on. And and uh, oftentimes we hear, oh, we've got tons of reports. We don't need fusion ops. And I say to them, that's great, and I'm glad you're taking advantage of you know world-class reporting. Um, are your business users using them regularly? Are they deriving actionable insights from those reports? And invariably, typically from the IT organization, they don't know. They really just don't know. And oftentimes, they feel like some of the reporting that they've done, often at considerable expense, is sitting there on the shelf, not being used. Um, and what we've done with our solution is we've made our product so easy to use and so intuitive and it's really designed for the business people themselves. The idea is that an individual business person at any level in the organization can pick up Fusion Ops, get, uh, get skilled in Fusion Ops very, very quickly. Uh, in fact, maybe not even without any kind of training at all because it looks like a website. And the information is so quick uh, because we're using this big data database technology that they interact with their data in a way that they never had before. And so they don't have to reach out to the IT organization for a different kind of report. They don't have to have uh, everything explained to them in PowerPoint by their business analysts. They can actually interact with their data in a way that's meaningful to them and get all the information that they need to make decisions quickly uh, with data that's current and uh, consistently updated and in in an experience that they really enjoy. Look, hiring top data science talent is a big challenge for almost every company that we meet. Data scientists can be hard to find, particularly if they have relevant domain expertise and they're expensive. It's probably even harder if you're a large enterprise versus a Silicon Valley startup. So how do you solve that problem for your customers? Can you talk a little more about some of the supply chain data and analytics challenges that you address? Oftentimes, we would talk to potential data scientists that were going to join Fusion Ops and and they got so excited about the opportunity to come on board. And the reason they did was because they, they tell us that about 70% of their time in companies is spent preparing the data, cleansing the data, getting it ready so that they can run their fancy you know, R and Python and machine learning algorithms on. And so much of their time is spent cleaning up the data. And they don't have to do that at FusionOps because we've done all that work for them. And so when they come into the company, they've got this great clean data set that they can start to to operate on. So we hired a terrific data science organization, and uh, they've been hard at work over the past couple of years. Uh, you might have seen last year, for example, we introduced predictive analytics, uh, and that brings in machine learning techniques to improve uh, your forecasting. Right. Critical part of the supply chain process, absolutely critical part of the supply chain process, because if you don't have an accurate forecast, you can't, everything starts there, right? If you don't have an accurate forecast, everything begins there. If you have a bad forecast, you'll have, you won't build the right product and you won't be able to ship, you won't meet your revenue. Uh, you might forecast inaccurately and have excess inventory and you're gonna have to write things off and that's gotta be a financial impact to the company. So having a really outstanding forecast is, is critically important. And we've discovered that because of this advanced data science that we've applied to our forecasting, we're getting incredibly accurate forecasts for companies that have thousands of SKUs. And we do this, you know, in minutes. And it's a remarkable technology. And perhaps the most important part about of, of this technology is that you don't need a team of data scientists at your company in order to take advantage of it. It's really been designed for business people. 
It seems that the shift of supply chain information into the cloud is still something that is relatively recent for a lot of companies. Why do you think that is? And what do you see as the top priorities and challenges for companies making that shift to the cloud? For example, are data security and privacy big issues for your customers? Of course. You know, we're dealing with some very sensitive information and our customers really want to make sure that their data is protected. Uh, and, and I would say that, um, you know, it's sort of table stakes in this, in this game. That is that, you know, um, you have to take care of the security and, and also the reliability of the data. Because once you're in the cloud, um, you know, one of the things that customers have to give up on is, is having the servers in their, in their own data center and managing their own software, which for most companies nowadays feels great. I mean, they don't want to manage their own software and have to, Every time a new release comes out, they've got to, you know, it, it put the new release up and uh, they've got to manage their own hardware. Um, but, you know, not having it right next to them means that they also have to rely on Fusion Ops to ensure uptime, ensure that the data is available. Uh, because we have customers, we have thousands of users now, and we have customers that rely on us day and night. Uh, we're a business critical system. Uh, and so I would say first thing they care about is uh, security. Uh, the second thing they care about is the reliability of the system. Is it going to be up 100% of the time? And we're very proud of the fact that in almost every month, we're about 100% up, up time. Um, but I'd say that they also care about the accuracy and the integrity of the information. Because remember, we're producing insights that they're going to follow and take action upon. And so they really need to know that the information that we provide is accurate. And then finally, I would say they care about speed. They care about, you know, not only how quickly can I access that information, which for us is, is remarkably fast. It's not about running reports. It's about interacting with information. But it's also about how quickly can we get them up and running? How quickly can we implement this? Because oftentimes we go into companies that have an, an urgent problem. You know, they've got, you know, excess inventory or they're not building enough product or, you know, all kinds of problems. They have supplier issues, uh, risk management issues in their supply chain. And so the ability for us to get them up and running in a couple of months is critical to them. It's interesting. You talk about being mission critical and bringing in more of these real-time types of data. The Internet of Things has really started to take off in the past few years. So how are you helping customers deal with this massive influx of new data? Can you talk a little bit about how you're solving this issue of not just storing tons of data, but actually generating useful insights from it? It's a really good question, and we are also a big believer that IoT is here, and it's going to be here for a long time to come, and will play a big role in the supply chain. Uh, even things as little as uh, barcodes on ships and containers and so on, uh, you know, provides real-time information for tracking purposes. Um, you know, I think this is one of the benefits of the cloud. I mean, we talked about the cloud earlier, but one of the great benefits of the cloud is its scalability. And, and it's not just scalable across many, many different companies, but it's scalable within a company itself. So today, FusionOps processes about 5 billion transactions every night up into the cloud. And we can scale that to any level. Uh, so there's really no uh, limit to the amount of data that we can manage. Uh, so, you know, we, we often will go into a company and they'll say, well, I'd like you to connect to our SAP data as a starting point. But we have a really big SAP instance, and we say, okay, give us, a, give us a try, and we'll see how we do. And invariably, you know, it's, it's really not a challenge for us. Uh, we're looking forward to those days, and we're preparing for those days when, 
the amount of data is just going to be massive and there's just going to need to be a lot of processing on the fly so that you can deal with streams and streams of data. Um, technically, how we handle it is that we have both uh, Hadoop infrastructure as well as the columnar data infrastructure. And the columnar store allows us to get really fast queries on the database. And that's how companies can interact with their data and uh, do it very quickly as opposed to just waiting for reports to run. But the Hadoop infrastructure allows us to deal with unstructured data. Uh, we have customers today that are you know, sending us hundreds of thousands of files a day, XML files, different types of data uh, into that unstructured Hadoop environment. We process that data and we've then uh, dump it into our columnar store for our customers to interact with it. So uh, we have the infrastructure built today. It's completely scalable. Uh, and I like to tell our customers, send us your data. There's no limit. Uh, the more data you give us, the more actionable insights we're going to find. And it's about context too, isn't it, Gary? It's not enough to know that something is happening. You have to know precisely how you're going to be affected by it. So if a storm develops in the Pacific, you might know you have some ships out there on an impacted trade route. But if you don't know what products are on those ships, you can't figure out the relative magnitude of that disruption. So it's about more than what we traditionally think of as supply chain data, isn't it? If you want more context, you're going to have to be able to marry a lot of different types of data together, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, we've had one customer give us all their point of sale data recently, and we're looking at how we can correlate that to other factors to help them uh, better merchandise their products. You, you mentioned context, and that's, uh, that's a really important thing to talk about. Um, you were talking about, for example, uh, ships and trade routes and so on. You know, um, one of the things we deal with in the supply chain, uh, supply chain practitioners deal with all the time, is risk, right? Risk. Because, you know, many companies, unfortunately, they have a single supplier for a product, uh, for, their, for their products, and, and that supplier is a critical element to them. And so they get very focused on that supplier health, on inventorying a lot of the, uh, of the, the product that that supplier might produce so that they can weather a storm. Uh, that is, you know, any kind of, of downtime that that company might have. But the challenge gets bigger when the number of suppliers grows. And again, we have customers that have hundreds or thousands of suppliers. And the question is, how do you manage all those suppliers? How do you make sure that their risks don't turn into your nightmare? And I think the way to do that is to really understand which ones of those suppliers you really need to focus on. It's to sort of, you know, be able to shake out the, the sand and identify which is the, which is the supplier that I really need to focus on. And uh, just as an example, if I know that I have a lot of inventory of a particular product, then I don't really need to worry about a, about a short downtime or a strike, a labor strike at a port or anything like that. But if I don't have a lot, a lot of inventory, and especially if lead times are long, then that might be something that puts me at more risk. Likewise, if I have a single supplier versus a mul multiple suppliers, I might care more about that particular supplier. And uh, also, I care more about suppliers that are associated with products that are shipping in very high volume and are a big part of my company's revenue. So, for example, if I have uh, a supplier that's you know, just a very, very small percentage of my revenue, I very rarely get orders for that product. And I'm told that there's a big storm coming in or an earthquake in that area. Of course, we wouldn't want anyone to get hurt, but you know, we certainly want to make sure that our supplier is healthy. But in the, in the scheme of things, that's not going to have a big impact on my company. And so being able to uh, you know, filter through the noise and get to the heart of 
you know, where do I care? Where should I be spending my time? Is something that we're just beginning to scratch the surface on. And more data helps, but it's all about context. Do I care? Should I care that this supplier is in uh, a troubled area or in an area of, of high political unrest? Should I care about that? Or is it not really that important to my business? And that's what analytics permit. That's what bringing all this information together into an end-to-end interconnected model permits. So Gary, you've been at the helm a few times now. Taking a step back, what advice would you give to other CEOs building enterprise SaaS companies today? Um, I would say focus. That is, find an area where you can be uniquely good and deliver uh, insights and information that nobody else can and be the very, very best at that. Uh, And then I'd also say, uh, align yourself with some great customers. It's not easy to find, uh, but it's worth the time to find and invest in a great set of customers because they're going to not only uh, endorse you, uh, stand up for you, uh, talk about you, um, even just today, just before we were talking today, uh, Tyson, I got a text from one of my customers saying that they had talked about me to, uh, to one of their uh, partners that could lead to terrific opportunities for us. And, and that's just the hallmark of a great partnership. So invest in those really few key customer partnerships that can make a big difference uh, for, the, for the company. Uh, and then finally, I would say align yourself with great investors too. Uh, money is always great. And we have to have all CEOs need to capitalize their companies and that's, that's job one. But if you can do it with someone that can add something more to it than just uh, capitalizing the company, add some additional capability, I would advise uh, companies that are in the space to find a company or an investor that really gets what you're doing and can add something to the mix beyond just money. Customers, you bet. If you're building an enterprise class SaaS solution, think about that end-to-end connected data model Gary refers to as an anchor from which you can deliver your long-term value. Please remember to focus on privacy and security too.